The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5 News Gazette Media Stations. Now Brad Underwood says let's go. Frazier dribbles, backs away with three, going to have to shoot it with two, a long, long three. Oh, he got it! He got it! And that's going to end the half and listen to the roar! Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip-off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in-depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Behind the back dribble, Black, bank shot, go! <laughs> and they say the big guys can't goodness. dribble, right? How did he do that? <laughs> Jordan on the right wing, right corner, Finky puts it on the deck, drives in, oh! and slams it in! <laughs> Finky slams it in! There's the Kenny battle drive! Exactly! <laughs> Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And a pleasant good evening, everybody. Welcome in to the State Farm Center alongside Lauren Tate. I'm Scott Beatty and the Illini tonight taking on the Indiana Hoosiers, an old rivalry renewed again. And the Illini giving it another crack at trying to get their first Big Ten win. Illini now 10 and 11 coming off the loss Monday night to Michigan State. They're 0 and 8 in Big Ten conference play. Indiana 12 and 8, 5 and 3 in conference under first-year head coach Archie Miller. Lauren, keep saying this. Is this is this the night they finally get one? Oh, I think this could be the night, and I I think it's a, it's a rivalry that just uh, never ends. It's uh, it, there's so many high moments at Illinois Indiana games all the way back to you know a previous century and way half, uh, half a century ago then I mean the, the games have just been there's some well of course when Knight was a coach everything every time he came to town it was a big deal it was the biggest deal of the year when he came to town they've had so many good games like you said and you know, the natural rival for Illinois is Northwestern and State, and I don't know who Indiana looks at as maybe Purdue, but I think for Illinois, this is the biggest basketball rivalry. I think it's it the games that, that I think are the most enjoyable for fans over the years, and you've had some of the recruiting stuff and all that to add in if and the spice back, of Bob Knight and all that. If you go back far enough, Michigan State was not that big a rivalry way back. Now, Indiana has always been there, just always been there, under the, or right across the state line, and and as I say, the, the night period was, uh, Henson against Knight was special. I mean, everybody turned out for those. You didn't have an empty seat in the house. We have a tale of two efforts from Illinois in their last two ball games. Friday night, a terrible effort and a loss against Wisconsin. Monday night, a pretty good effort against Michigan State, but a very good opponent, and both result in losses. The question is, which team shows up now tonight? Well, it depends how I, I don't know how they will match up against Indiana. This this is not a team that's going to have a lot of dunks as as we saw. You know, Illinois has given what 19 dunks in the last two games or something like that, and having a lot of shots blocked, and uh, that won't be the case in this game. I don't think. I mean, they can get shots off. Again. Indiana's problem uh, in talking to some members of their press is that they do give up shots. And if you're hitting, you can beat them. And they've had eight games this year of losses in which the closest they came in any of those eight was nine points, and all the other eight, the other seven uh, were decided by double figures, some by more than 20 points. Kind of the opposite of most of the losses for Illinois. Well, which team will show up? 
Brad Underwood says he doesn't know how the effort against MSU on Monday night will affect the performance tonight. Because we, ha we haven't been that team who's been that consistent and those everyday guys. I, I would hope. I, I mean, I... I told our I told our team last night. I like this team. I like I'd like to coach this team. That was a team that fought. So you you get behind that as a and sometimes as a coach when you're not fighting, you just have to sit down instead of fighting officials and fighting your player. You just need to sit down and and I need to probably do that more. But I'm not going to I'm not going to stand for that. I liked that team last night. And I, I wish I had your answer. I wish I did. I that's the culture I'm fighting for though. Is to, is to know we should we should grow from that. Sounds like a coach searching for some answers right now to figure out how to get this team to perform on a consistent basis. We're off and running here in the Fighting Illini game day and the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois retirement specialist. When we come back, Zach Osterman from the Indy Star is here. He'll give us a more insight into this Indiana Hoosier program. Stay with us. It's Fighting Illini game day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. At the State Farm Center tonight, Indiana and Illinois. And uh, the Illini will tip off against the Hoosiers at 8 o'clock. Zach Osterman covers Indiana for the Indy Star. He joins us here along with Lauren Tate. Zach, uh, welcome and... Uh, well, let's start with Archie Miller in his first year. He was the hot commodity as one of the coaches out there and always has been one of the names that gets thrown around when there's going to be a coaching change. How has he been received in Indiana now? I think he's been well-received. I think certainly his, his style of basketball is something Indiana fans like, the idea of sort of defense being grounded in defense first. Um, it's obviously been – there have been growing pains. If you saw the score against Indiana State, if you saw the score against Fort Wayne, both of those at home, um, you know, Tom Crean ran a very offense-first brand of basketball. I'm not saying he was bad at defense, but what he did really well was offense. Now Archie Miller's kind of reversing the poles, I guess, and there have been some some really high moments. There have definitely been some really low moments, but it seems like there is a little bit more consistency as they're getting into the meat of Big Ten play. Sounds like he's had a good start recruiting-wise, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, four commitments in, in the upcoming senior class, including uh, three four-star kids, Two from in-state, which obviously is always a big thing for Indiana fans, a really promising forward from Columbus. What happened to Crean relative to the in-state? It just, it was kind of one of those things where it felt like maybe there wasn't just one, you know, one reason or, or two reasons, but just a lot of almost kind of a death by a thousand paper cuts thing maybe, that there were just a lot of little things that stacked up against him, and then all of a sudden you looked around and there just there wasn't that recruiting cachet. And I think the inconsistency in results is probably part of it too. Has the uh, preseason to the Big Ten kind of knocked Indiana out of any shot, at a real shot at, a, at an NCAA berth? Probably a real shot. I mean, there's probably a long, long shot. You know, <laughs> they, they, they need to win. They certainly can't afford any more bad losses, and then they've got to pick up some quality wins that can countermand. Fort Wayne and Indiana State. Is it possible? Sure. Is it is it likely? I would say probably not. What's been the strength for them so far? Well, John Morgan, first of all, he's very versatile. He's very good at both ends of the floor. I mean, he, 25 points against Maryland Monday night, but he also holds three bigs, three Maryland bigs to a combined six points 
on defense. Without Deron Davis, he's stepped it up even more in the post. He's a really good two-way player. And that's cute. I think he's been a big part of giving them sort of a focal point on offense and also giving them something of a quarterback on defense, a defense that was just kind of all over the place at the beginning of the year, giving up threes left and right, struggling with everything, has, again, maybe really started to improve. I think they're fifth in adjusted defensive efficiency and conference play alone in the Big Ten. There's been a tangible step forward, and I think it's been guys like Robert Johnson and Juwan Morgan that have really keyed that. So here Illinois is without a win in Big Ten play right now under a first-year coach, and Indiana not having a season that fans would want under a first-year head coach. The, the rap on Indiana fans has always been very short on patience with their head coaches. So what kind of perspective do they have with Archie Miller? Well, I think the recruiting is part of it. There, there's certainly a feeling like there's a very positive future, maybe even more positive than get Romeo Langford, who's a five-star player from Southern Indiana in 2018. Was that New, Al uh, New, Albany? New Albany? Yeah. How yeah. big is he? Uh, he's about six foot five. I mean, he's a true shooting guard, very pure scoring guard, um, and and really impressive, as impressive as the state's had in a while. Um, but I think there's also a recognition. This was an 18-win team a year ago that lost in the first round of the NIT and then sent three guys to the pros. So this was always going to be a little bit of a step back year, regardless of who the head coach was. Fans certainly found, again, losing by 21 at home to, Fort, uh, to Indiana State, losing by 20 at home to Fort Wayne. Indiana fans are going to find that jarring, but I think that they see progress short and long term. I got a strange question to ask you. <laughs> Crean was a wild man on the sideline, <laughs> and I think it turned some of the fans off. He's terrific on television, isn't he? he I, mean, I actually I caught about you the last, wouldn't expect that. I, I caught about the last 10 minutes of Oklahoma, Kansas, and he was calling out plays as they were running. He was explaining everything. I mean, I, I mean, thought he was great. I just thought he wouldn't he wouldn't be a fit. I mean, yet because I just watch him on the sideline and think, ooh, and then he's I think he's one of the best announcers out there. He, one thing I always said when people asked about Tom, I said, you know, it, it, they did kind of see maybe that, that manic personality on the sidelines. Yeah. But I said, talk to him about basketball. He knows his stuff. He understands. Yeah. Maybe he can't always translate it, but he knows his stuff. How does the, uh, how, how do you see this game tonight? Because I would think Indiana comes in here going, okay, this is our this is a win tonight based on the record. But Illinois plays aggressive defense, and when that's cooking, it can make things very tough. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it is, is Indiana's been really strong at pairing back turnovers, which were a massive weakness last season. They were one of the worst teams in the country in any conference in, in, in limiting turnovers. They've been much better this season. They've even been even better in Big Ten play than they've been on the season overall. But I don't know if they've seen a team that's going to pressure them the way Illinois is going to pressure them. If they can handle that, I think they can. And, and obviously, the other thing with Indiana is they got to get a third score. Johnson can get you points. Morgan can get you points. You can't get either of those guys in foul trouble. Then you got to find maybe a third double double figure scoring guy. If they can do those two things, I think they've got a decent shot. But I also think this is a group that, again, is as humbled as maybe they were a couple times early in the season. Isn't they, they don't take anybody for granted at how, this point. How good is Johnson? He's, he's a lot better. I think he was maybe putting a little bit too much on himself early in the season. He was the leading returning scorer, recently broke 1,000 points. You know, I think he really kind of felt like he had to do a little bit of everything for this team. He went scoreless at Louisville, and since then he's been a lot better. That was December 9th. Since then, he's been a lot more consistent in his scoring, and his shooting. He's been rebounding the ball really well since Deron Davis went down. That was a real point of emphasis, guard rebounding. He's just a lot. It seems like he's just simplified things and maybe relieved some of that pressure he's putting Is on he himself. the kind of guy that's going to go down as a really good college basketball player? I, I don't know what the future is for him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, if there is one at the next level, it's being able to be one of those kind of combo guards. But I don't know if he's ever really gotten the assist-to-turnover ratio right to maybe be more of a, a point guard going forward. I think he's, I mean, he's, again, 1,000-point scorer, 
100-plus starts at Indiana. He was part of a Big Ten title team. Um, this is the first year in his career where maybe he's had to be a main man. There's not always been a Yogi Ferrell or a James Blackman next to him, and he was kind of the running mate. And, again, I think that was maybe where some of the early season struggles came from. But I think he's a guy that in the long term is going to be remembered well at Indiana. One quick question. How's Yogi doing in the NBA? He's doing well. I, mean, I don't think Dallas is doing great, but he's doing well. <laughs> he's a good player. He is. He is. Well, Zach, uh, we appreciate you joining us from the IU Insider and the Indy Star, and I know you can find you on Twitter, and you were with us in the fall on our Sports Talk program. Appreciate you joining us here, too. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. All Thank right. You. Thanks much. That's Zach Osterman from the Indy Star. We have our keys to the game coming up. Brian Barnhart talks with Orlando Antigua for the Coach's Corner. It's all headed to an 8 o'clock tip between the Illini and the Hoosiers. We're courtside at the State Farm Center. It's Fighting Illini game day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. Illinois getting ready to take on one of the most storied, if not the most storied, basketball program in men's college basketball history. It's Indiana tonight. It's an 8 o'clock tip here at the State Farm Center. Lauren, you've been perusing the annals here of Indiana oh, yeah. basketball. I, yeah, I go back a long way. I, I, uh, I was back. I remember when Bill Garrett broke in as the first great black player in the in the conference. Uh, he was at Indiana back in the late '40s in 1950, and then you had Walt Bellamy and you had D. Slunt. Uh, McGinnis was a great player. Downing Benson was a star on those on a championship team. Zeller, and then last year they had Bryant. A lot of centers. They don't have a center right now of that caliber, although. They can still hurt you inside. The guards, uh, Jimmy Rail was a famous one. Bolliard was a great forward at that time. The Van Arsdale twins, Isaiah Thomas, Whitman, Alford. You know Alford. He's a UCLA coach. And now Cheney was their all-time leading scorer. Bailey was a high school all-time scorer. Guyton from Peoria. Yogi Farrell. we just talked about. Just uh, a lot of great names that uh, we've had a lot of trouble with over the years. Well, Indiana tonight, you said not a lot of size. Here is Brad Underwood on what he thinks the Illini will face in the Hoosiers. They're very good defensively. They're going to make us work to catch. They're going to make us work to move the ball. Uh, they're one of the better teams I've seen in their ball screen coverages. Uh, they're a team that is um, set-oriented. Uh, they're good in transition because they play. Uh, they have so many ball handlers. Morgan is a, is a challenge in himself because he's really playing the five for him, but he can put the ball on the floor. Uh, he can shoot threes. Uh, you know, he's a guy that um, on the offensive end poses some challenges, but uh, they play, they're like us, they play really, really hard every night. That brings us to our keys to the game, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank in Champaign, the unlimited value of a right team. One banking expert will steer you in the right direction. A whole team of them will take you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. I got one for you. The last two games, Wisconsin ran a layup line on us. Then Michigan State ran a dunk line on us. <laughs> Keep Make them make shots. These are foreign baskets for them. These are not the baskets they normally shoot at. Make them make jump shots. Don't give them layups. I agree, and Brad Underwood talked too. He said they, they've been known to make some threes when it really counts, but they're generally not a great three-point shooting team. So if you can keep on on the outside, that gives you a good chance. I'll go with effort. Bring the Monday night effort you had against Michigan State. Don't let the great effort that you put out that resulted in a loss make you think that 
the effort is futile because if you bring the defense that you can show, they will play well against Indiana. This is not Michigan State. They, well, should, they th should be able to beat This them. is a team that should not intimidate you. We, Illinois was intimidated by Michigan State. If they weren't intimidated, they should have been. <laughs> because when you give up 10 dunks and 13 layups, that's 23 baskets at uh, you know point blank, you can't win. Absolutely. Our keys to the game brought to you by the Pella Window Store. For all your window and door needs, visit the Pella Window Store Country Fair Drive. Go to PellaOfChampagne.com and by Hickory Point Bank. The one other Big Ten game tonight, Nebraska at Rutgers. It is 27-25. The Cornhuskers lead Rutgers in Rutgers. It's halftime there. And this game will tip about 8 o'clock between Illinois and Indiana. Coach's Corner with Brian Barnhart and Orlando Antigua when we come back on the Fighting Illini game day. We're making our way towards tip-off between the Illini and the Hoosiers, 8 o'clock tonight from the State Farm Center. Time now here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show for the Coach's Corner, brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Scotty's Brewhouse. Tonight, Brian Barnhart's visiting with assistant coach Orlando Antigua, who had the scout of the Hoosiers. Here's Brian. It's time for the Coach's Corner tonight. We're at the State Farm Center, Illinois and Indiana. Another one of these quick turnarounds, taking on a, a big, strong, physical Michigan State team to Indiana doesn't have quite that same size, right? Uh, no, they don't, and, and, and due to some injuries, but what they do uh, uh, have in similar is their fight and their aggressiveness. And, um, you know, they're coming off of a nice uh, win at home against a, a, a tough Maryland team, obviously, that we played against early on. In, in conference play, um, so we know we're it's going to be another another good challenge, man, as you would expect in, in conference and at this time of the year. Yeah, that's for sure. They've had some good wins this year. They've had some head scratching losses. That's probably all part of new coach, new system, trying to get plugged in. Right? Yeah, yeah. The one luxury that they do have is that they have some uh, upperclassmen, um, but they are all learning. Um, the upperclassmen having the experience of having played in, in conference games and tough environments and things like that gives them a little bit of an advantage uh, early on. Uh, but at this point in the season, you know, as many young guys as we have, you know, they're no longer freshmen. Yeah. They, you know, you're 21, 22 games into the season, and, and so now you're, you're, you're sophomores. Those guys are already, you know, have got a lot of experience. So we're, they, they understand what we expect of them. They understand um, the level and the intensity of what conference games are about. Mm -hmm. And now we just got to go out and, and execute a game plan and, and continue to, to to play with the energy and the fight that we dis displayed uh, against uh, Michigan State yeah. on Monday. That's for sure. As you know, every game's a learning experience. You can learn a lot about, you know, we did a lot of things right. Some things, you know, we missed some shots the other night, but when you play a caliber team like Michigan State, you can learn a lot about, okay, this is the level we have to play at to beat a team like that. That's correct, and that's one of the things that I personally liked about such a quick turnaround um, is the fact that you don't get away too much from the – the intensity and the emotion of the game. You know, you take a day to try to prepare for an Indiana team as well as reinforce some of the great things that you did in the previous game. Um, you hope they have short memory about the things that they didn't do well, but that they, they, they take a, a note of it and, and try to make the adjustments um, as we move forward. And that's one of those things I think people are beginning to understand about a Brad Underwood team. It, the way you play defense, you're going to give up some easy baskets. It's kind of a give and take, right? It is. It is because you, you know you you're, what you what you're doing is you're forcing teams um, to play out of the comfort zone. They're not going to be able to run the offenses that they've been practicing, and what it allows for is at times some back doors, um, some some players to be able to make some individual plays at the rim, <clears throat> and um, you know you just hope that they don't have enough 
for over 40 minutes to continue to do that to beat you. And, you know, I think if, if we can defend the way we're capable of defending for 40 minutes, we, we'll make it really difficult for teams. We'll come back with Orlando Antigua, talk some Indiana poopsters coming up next here as we continue from the State Farm Center. It's Illinois and Indiana. Let's start with the Hoosiers uh, on offense in particular uh, when you've got Jordan and Morgan. You got, uh, yeah, you got Morgan and you got um, uh, Newkirk and, 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 and Roberts. Yeah, uh, Johnson is who Johnson, yeah, 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 Robert Johnson, who's a, um, a veteran. You know, four out of the five uh, top scorers are upperclassmen, so they're seasoned, experienced. Uh, Morgan is, is a handful at the undersized post, you know, because of injuries to, to, to Davis. Now he's, he's in there. Um, catch it with his ability to catch and shoot, his ability to put it on the ground. And he's just really, really crafty around the basket. So um, he, he's going to be uh, it's going to be a task trying to keep him off the glass, making it difficult for him to get touches. And then you have to worry about Newkirk and his speed and transition and then uh, and, and finding Johnson out, you know, catching the ball and shooting the ball because they, 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 he shoots it at a really high clip. Um, so we got, we got our hands full. And, and you know, Smith, who's uh, – in-state uh, kid that, that's getting the chance to come back and play in front of, uh, front of his family and, and developing and growing. Um, you know, so we, we've got to do a really good job in, in terms of limiting them in transition. Mm -hmm. They like a fast tempo then? They do. They like to get up and down. Um, they like to score in the, in the, with a broken defense and broken court. Um, we've got to make them play against our set defense in half court, and then it gives us an opportunity. And then, like every 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 defensive uh, team, you've got to finish off possessions with rebounding. Can't let them get going. Can't let Smith get going. Can't let uh, Morgan get on the glass. You know, you can't let uh, Hartman get on the glass. So we, we've got to do a good job of keeping finding bodies with teams that shoot the ball uh, from deep range, which we anticipate they may. With our defense, they're going to wind up taking some threes. Then we've got to get those long rebounds, and that, that that should allow us to be able to get for us to get in transition. What about defensively? What does Coach Miller like to do? They they're tough. They're physical. They're going to get after it. Um, they've kind of his teams have always uh, hung their hat on that defensive mentality. I saw that a date. I did. Yeah, did yeah. say, and I, and I know Archie well. I know you know obviously uh, having played with uh, with Sean Miller at Pitt and, and know the family really well. And his dad, Coach Miller, is a big. Uh, legend in the state of Pennsylvania in basketball and knowing Bruiser Flint, knowing his mentality and um, the teams that he's coached, you know, that's going to be the backbone and the staple of, of their their program. So they're going to come out, they're going to be aggressive. We're going to have to do a good job of taking care of the ball, sharing the ball, trying to get it to the third side, limiting our live ball turnover so that they can't get into transition. Man-to-man? Man-to-man defense, yeah, yeah. tough, mano-mano. Um, they're going to crawl up in us, and it's going to be great. It'll be good for us to, yeah. we, you know, we got to we got to fight for our positioning. We got to fight for our X's and cut hard and, and execute our offense. And I think we can do those things. If we can do those things consistently, we'll uh, be able to come out of here with with a victory. Yep, we've had some good looks too. We just got to get them to go in. Yeah, we got to get them finished. And, and our guys have been shooting the ball extremely well the last, uh, you know, couple days. We've, we've done some extra shooting uh, in the mornings and to, to continue to get our confidence up and. You know, we just we got to put uh, put a few of them in the, in the hole. All right. Thanks, Orlando. Thanks, Brian. That's Orlando Antigua with us on the Coach's Corner here in Champaign. Thanks, Brian. The Coach's Corner brought to us by Scotty's Brewhouse and Hickory Point Bank. More of our Fighting Illini game day coverage coming in a moment from the State Farm Center. I'm Scott Beatty. I'll be back with you after the ball game for the Fasteners Etc. postgame show along with Matt McCumber. 
Send us a text. Give us a call. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the ball game. Right here on News Talk 1400, WDWS Champaign-Urbana and Light Rock 97.5 WHMS Champaign-Urbana, News Gazette Media Stations. Now back out to the State Farm Center.